Welcome back to the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast, part of the Fired Up Podcast Network. And for the last 15 weeks and counting, I'm your host, Dan Soden. This was certainly a monumental week in wrestling, but before we break down the shows that happened, let's talk some outside of the ring news. Now, if you've been with me for the last 15 weeks or so, you know what I'm about to say. My one-stop shop for all wrestling news is thedailysmart.com. They provide a single location to look and see what's going on with pro wrestling from news, highlights, to curating your own podcast feed. And I know I, I said it before and I'll say it again. It really is my one-stop shop for wrestling. Make sure to download the app and follow them on Twitter at thedailysmart. While I have you, I'm going to get all my plugs in. Follow the podcast both on Twitter and Instagram at 3SecTam. Follow the podcast network at Fired Up Podcast if you haven't done so already, of course. And hit that oh-so-delicate, beautiful follow button for me at Daniel Soden. Now we're going to get into some news. Uh, could Kevin Owens be on his way out of the WWE? Uh, Fightful this week dropped a story that uh, Owens had his contract shortened due to the pandemic and is looking like sometime in January 2022, his deal will be up. Owens this week tweeted out the coordinates to Mount Rushmore. Uh, this was a play on his PWG group with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. He also changed his location on Twitter to almost there, while the Bucks changed theirs to there. So I guess we can let the speculation begin. Uh, Cody Rhodes is set to return. Uh, to Dynamite on um, September 22nd at the Author Ash uh, Grand Slam show. He will be taking on Malachi Black. Uh, speaking of AEW, Lee Moriarty has accepted a contract from Tony Khan. Uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler. Uh, it was uh, during the taping of AEW Dark Elevation uh, following his match uh, with Daniel Garcia. Uh, WWE NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushida has been out of action for some time. It came out this week. Uh, he announced on Instagram that he and his wife had tested positive for COVID-19, and he is uh, beginning the process to return to the ring. Uh, no details on when that will be. Uh, speaking of NXT, two former NXT uh, superstars, Jake Atlas and Tyler Rust, now known as Taylor Rust, will be uh, making their debuts for Ring of Honor at Death Before Dishonor this weekend uh, at the Sunday pay-per-view. And WWE and Netflix announced their next project. It's set to premiere this uh, October 5th called Escape the Undertaker. It'll be an interactive horror movie starring The Undertaker and New Day. Uh, the New Day trio will be set to uh, try and escape Undertaker's hidden, um, not hidden, haunted mansion uh, with tricks and gags and all that. So expect to see that uh, just in time for Halloween. And when we return, we'll be talking about... Uh, AW, Rampage, uh, the pay-per-view, Dynamite, all of it was just some really great stuff. And then uh, we'll hit our uh, WWE to end things. All right, we're going to kick things off with Rampage. We saw Malachi Black versus Lee Johnson. Uh, these guys must really love Lee Johnson because he got so much offense in, uh, especially for a quick match. Uh, Matt, 
Mark Henry is starting to point out the refs lacking in their duties. Uh, Black brings in a chair, does nothing with it, gives it to a beaten Johnson, but kicks him in the head before he can do anything with it. Uh, Black picks up the win here, of course. Uh, Dustin runs out to make sure that Lee Johnson is okay, and him and Black kind of go back and forth a little bit. Uh, We get a Dustin Rose promo about him facing Black at Dynamite. Uh, Miro out to the ring, ripping into Eddie Kingston, and then Eddie comes out. We get a great promo from Eddie. Um, Actually, great promo work from both guys. A little bit of a brawl with Eddie getting the upper hand. Uh, Redeem these nuts is going to be a catchphrase I I use forever. Uh, Punk comes out to join the commentary team, and we get Daniel Garcia versus Darby Allin. Uh, Garcia's use of Darby's chain to choke him was really cool. Uh, one thing that I thought was weird was the Sting 2.0 interaction. Uh, they're one minute ringside just beating the shit out of each other, and the next minute they're on opposite sides. Just cool. Never never get thrown out or anything. I thought that was weird. Uh, Garcia jawing it up with CM Punk was nice. Uh, Jericho calling a rear choke a full Nelson and Taz correcting him three times made me laugh. Uh, Punk alludes to facing uh, Daniel Garcia several times throughout the broadcast. Uh, Darby puts uh, DC in like this corkscrew pin technique, which I thought was nice. Uh, he picks up the win there. 2.0 rushed the ring and attacked Darby and Sting. Punk questions if he should go down, but eventually does make the, his way down for the save. 2.0 back off, and Darby hits a dive to the outside and immediately goes into stare-down mode with Punk to end the show and sell the match perfectly. We then go to All Out. Uh, the pre-show uh, had the 10-man tag. Jurassic Express go off with uh, with a chicken on the shoulder spot. Uh, Jungle Boy taps Angelico. Uh, we then see the return of Butcher, and they attack Orange Cassidy, threatening to cut his hair. Um fine fine pre-show to get everybody ready and gassed up for the show uh eddie kingston versus miro was a great opening match uh it's better even on the second watch uh miro wins following a low blow it looks like these two are going to run it back in new york i would assume we get dean ambrose versus uh kojima uh john mox i said dean ambrose didn't i damn what am I, Jim Ross? I'll leave that in. Uh, John Moxley wins. Uh, great follow-up to the first one. Uh, Suzuki comes out, and Mox and him trade shots. Suzuki comes out on top. This was a great um, surprise. I don't think anyone really had a, an idea that this was going to happen. The overall match itself was kind of lackluster, and it seems like Ambrose and the uh, veterans of New Japan are kind of going on a little bit of a lackluster run here. Um, unfortunately, Dynamite sees the same fate. Uh, we get Chris Statlander versus Brett Baker. I thought this was a really good match between the two. Um, Baker wins with the lockjaw. Uh, we get an Andrade promo. His match with Pac is going to be on Rampage. Um, Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. Uh, this match was too long, too much of a spot fest. It did have its moments. But overall, it kind of took me a little bit out of the pay-per-view. I like the, the pre-this pre match and post-this match felt like two different events to me. Uh, Lucha Bros pick up the win after being absolutely killed. We get the Casino Battle Royal match. Uh, it, it's a mess for the most part, but Ruby Soho is the Joker and makes her debut. She wins by knocking out Thunder Rosa. Uh, during the show, Nyla Rose eliminated Jade, so I'm assuming we get a program with that. And Anna um, Jay knocked out the bunny, and Penelope Ford knocked her out. So 
I assume that will build the Ty Conti and a J versus Bunny and Penelope Ford feud. Uh, we get MJF versus Jericho, and if I had one skip, this match would be the match that I skip. MJF wins, but Jericho had his foot on the ropes. They restart the match, and Jericho taps MJF out. This match felt long as shit. It just dragged, dragged, and dragged. Nothing was... I don't know. Nothing in it really sold me on... I'm glad the feud's over. It just... It could have ended with the last match. We didn't need this one. Uh, we get CM Punk versus Darby Allin, or... You can call it Bret Hart versus the one two three kid. Uh, these guys kind of took a few spots from the, uh, that match, but overall, I really enjoyed it. Punk defeats Darby Allen after a go to sleep. Sting comes down and shakes hands with Punk. They check on Darby and get him up on his own, and he shakes Punk's hand. A uh, little long, uh, but overall, this match was much better than I expected. Um, obviously, it felt like it was just uh, a match to get the uh, the cobwebs out for Punk. Uh, we get Paul White versus QT Marshall. Um, I honestly, the shocker here and lately has been Paul White. I always thought it was Paul Wright. I uh, guess it's a little Mandela effect there. A uh, quick match would show overcoming the odds for the win. A nice palate cleanse, if you will. Uh, and then we get the Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage match. Of course, plenty of interference. Good Brothers run down for interference. Cage fights them off. Uh, eventually, Kenny wins with the top rope, one-winged angel. The elite attack Cage. Lucha Express, of course, tries to make the save. Kenny jump. Uh, they, they don't. Kenny jumps on the mic and talks himself up. Um, eventually, the lights went out, and boom, Adam McCole debuts. Uh, a brief standoff, um, but eventually he attacks Jungle Boy and sides with the elite. Uh, they laugh about it and say, what did you expect? And then we hear... Um, Brian Danielson's music hit, and he makes his debut for the save. Um, and him, Jungle Boy, um, Luchasaurus, and Christian kind of uh, kick the elite out of the ring and have that moment to celebrate. Um, overall, really, really good pay-per-view. Uh, monumental with uh, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Suzuki, Ruby Soho, all of them, and CM Punk wrestling for the first time in seven years. Uh it was really, really good pay-per-view overall. Had its moments, had good matches. Uh, personally, I would say the best match of the night was Eddie Kingston versus Miro. That's just my opinion. Uh, fast forward to Dynamite. Uh, they kicked the show off with Dustin Rhodes versus Malachi Black. Right off the bat, I thought that was a little weird. Uh, Black brings out Cody's boot to piss off Dustin. Dustin hits him in the head with... Um, Dustin hits his head on the turnbuckle, and Black takes advantage for the win. Overall, not the match I probably would have started, especially after such a hot pay-per-view, but it was what it was. We get a Lucha Bros promo, kind of uh, putting the tag team division on notice. Uh, we get the uh, little split promo that they like to do with Miro and Eddie. It seems like we're getting the rematch. I would assume New York City is the spot, but they didn't, uh, they didn't tell us. Uh, we get a CM Punk promo, um, just kind of putting over his experience so far in AEW. Uh, it's interrupted by Taz. Uh, Taz starts spazzing off. Um, and I don't know if Punk didn't hit the spot he was supposed to hit or what, but Taz is spazzing off about things that I guess Punk didn't even really say. Uh, Punk said, line up Team Taz and he'll knock him down. Uh, uses Taz's old catchphrase on him to end the promo and then kind of teases is he gonna uh get physical with Hobbs and Hook who are up uh by Taz on the stage uh we get an LAX um 
LAX promo. Man, I really am pulling a JR today. We get a proud and powerful promo. Uh, just kind of, once again, putting the tag team division on notice. I assume we get them versus Lucha Bros sooner rather than later. Uh, Ruby Soho promo. Uh, she's interrupted by Britt Baker and crew. Uh, a lot of a lot of good shots traded back and forth. Um, and we go to Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin. Um this was a really good match until what it seemed like Powerhouse Hobbs uh, knocked himself a little silly. Uh, I hope they run this one back, but he did pick up the win after a massive spine buster. Uh, we get Dan Lambert with uh, the Men of the Year promo that did absolutely nothing and added absolutely nothing to the show. Hey, if they cut it, maybe the main event would have gotten its full time. Uh, we get a Matt Hardy promo about cutting Orange Cassidy's hair, and then Orange Cassidy delivers a promo that pretty much says whatever. Uh, MJF with Wardlow promo uh, starts off by attacking the Pillman family who is uh, sitting ringside. Uh, eventually, Pillman Jr. comes out. They duel on the mic. Pillman attacks after some choice words about uh, his mother. And Wardlow uh, hesitantly makes the save for MJF. Eventually, uh, Giff Garrison comes out. Uh, Griff Garrison comes out, I should say. And uh, Wardlow handles him uh, a nice ass whooping. And then uh, Pillman Jr. trying to, to help make the save for his buddy. Uh, it's going to be uh, MJF versus um, Brian Pillman at the New York City show. Uh, we get a John Moxley promo about tonight. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho. Ruby wins the match and Britt attacks after the match. Rio runs in for the save and gets her ass beat. Statlander then runs in for the real save. Uh, Fine match. Didn't really add too much to the show. Uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks have their own back-and-forth promo. Uh, it was fine. I was kind of hoping that this feud was over with. Uh, we get Dark Order. Stu, Uno, and John versus Pinnacle, uh, FTR, and uh, Spears. Um, Dark Order, a video promo where Anna J kind of puts the crew in their place. You think they're going to be fine. Uh, eventually, John and Uno bump heads, and Stu is busy checking on Uno. So John gets triple teamed, and no one makes the save. FTR and Spears win. Dark Order continues to fight one another. Tay Conti and Anna J come out, but Tay holds back Anna J, and they just let those guys kind of brawl a little bit in the ring. Um, we get a Women's Battle Royal video package. Uh, promos from everyone, for the most part, are throughout this. It's uh, very, very well done. Then we get a Tolly promo on Sting and Darby Allen. He asks for uh, Sean Spears versus Darby Allen. That'll take place next week. And then alludes that Tolly will be facing Sting at some point, which none of us are rooting for. Uh, Sammy Guevara does the sign bit during a picture in picture commercial break. Uh, Varsity Blondes, uh, MJF versus um, Pillman at Arthur Ashe. And then uh, Max Caster and uh, Bowens comes in, and it's going to be Max versus Pillman at Rampage this week. Uh, and the show uh, show kicks off. Uh, show kicks off. Show continues with uh, an elite promo. They introduce Adam Cole. Um, gets in Tony Schiavone's face about Britt Baker, which was uh, odd, very odd thing to do. Uh, Brian eventually interrupts Kenny um, again. Brian and Kenny get physical. Elite make the save for Kenny, and then Jurassic Express, Christian, and Kazarian make the save for Dan- um, Brian. Man, I really am pulling a JR on this episode. Uh, and it's announced that it's going to be Adam Cole versus Frankie Kazarian um, next week on Dynamite. Uh, Suzuki versus uh, Mox was a lot of stiff shots. Suzuki bleeding. Match wasn't great at all. Mox retains. Felt very, I mean, Mox wins. Felt very rushed. Very rushed. Um, 
But overall, a decent enough RAM Dynamite kind of, you know, restart everything up for the next uh, pay-per-view cycle. Uh, Hey, AEW's future looks bright. That's all I can say. Uh, When we return, we will be talking about uh, WWE. And we're back uh, talking WWE. We're going to start off with SmackDown. Uh, Corey Graves here. Uh, no Pat still. Uh, KO not back on the commentary team, but is on the show. Uh, we start things off with the Usos versus the Street Profits in a contenders match. One early gripe with this. Please bring back number one contender matches and stop giving us the title match before we get the title match. Uh, Usos get on the mics first. Uh, talk that shit. Profits come on the mics and also talk that shit. Um, Ford hits his uh, frog splash and Jay throws Ford into the turn post twice and the ref calls for the bell. It was a very weird finish to a much anticipated match. Uh, Dawkins gets beat down and the Usos celebrate. Uh, Ford eventually flies over the top rope all haphazardly and uh, the Profits celebrate. Uh, after the match... Roman tells uh, Heyman to bring his cousins to him. Uh, very, um, very weird buildup. We are getting this match at uh, MSG for the titles, uh, but overall, very weird, weird match. Well, weird finish to the match, I should say. Up until that point, very good match. Uh, Heyman gets stopped by Kayla for an interview. Paul's phone starts ringing. It's Brock Lesnar's theme playing, and assumed Lesnar on the phone. It ends up being Lesnar on the phone. Paul says he'll deliver the message. Uh, He turns and kind of walks into a janitor. uh, And it ends up being Big E, who is laughing manically as he takes off his hat and lifts the briefcase. Once again, teasing him, cashing it in. Uh, I kind of do. I I don't kind of. I do like these Big E segments where he's just the crazy guy in the back. Uh, He really kind of um, works to what he does well. Um We get Becky Lynch out. She starts getting a little saucy with her words towards Bel Air, uh, uh, starting to tease that supposed heel turn that we keep hearing so much about. Um, Bel Air eventually comes out, challenges Becky to a match tonight, and Becky turns it down once again, digging into that heel persona that she's allegedly having now. Uh, We see the Dirty Dogs backstage, and Dolph uh, stops to hit on Tony Storm. Uh, She says she's rooting for Rick Boogs, once again, a, a pretty weird segment on SmackDown. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Rick Boogs. This is his first single match on the main roster. And Boogs picks up the win over Ziggler with the pump handle slam. Now known as the Boogs, Booze Cruise? Boogs Cruise? Something like that. Uh, I do love the usage of the pump handle slam. Uh, Becky's in the back with Pierce and DeVille. They tell her that the match will be happening at Extreme Rules. And next week at MSG, we will get the contract signing. Uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. We get a little uh, pre-match promo from Rollins. Um, Seth is doing Edge's greatest hits throughout the match. Uh, Eventually, he gets uh, DQ'd when Cesaro kind of runs into a steel chair that Rollins was holding. Uh, Rollins starts smashing Cesaro with a chair with that chair and then knocks the bar out and locks Cesaro in the crossface with the bar like Edge has been doing. 
Uh, he, he hits a stomp, still waiting for Edge. Rollins was going for the concerto, but Edge finally makes the save after letting Cesaro get his ass beat for five or so minutes. Um, I'm not sure why they had Edge wait so long after, but they did, and it was it was awkward. Uh, we get a bloodline segment, Roman talking to the Usos, and then Paul comes in. Uh, Paul mentions Brock and lets Roman know that he will be here next week at MSG. They really are throwing everything they got at this MSG show. Uh, we see Happy Corbin pull up too, and then we go to an Edge in- interview backstage where uh, he talks about Seth Rollins and then eventually challenges Seth Rollins to a match at Madison Square Garden. Uh, we get the KO show. Happy Corbin is the guest. Uh, Corbin's new um, music, Diva Search-esque. Uh, I like it, though. Corbin comes out and announces his guest is Logan Paul. Uh, the beef returns between Paul and KO from around WrestleMania season. Uh, things get physical, and KO goes to hit Paul, but gets rocked with a cheap shot by Baron Corbin, uh, followed by a choke slam. Um the idea is, I guess, KO and Corbin will be feuding in the future. Uh, Carmar- Carmella, uh, very, and you know what? This actually, this episode of SmackDown was filled with some very weird segments and matches and finishes. Carmella's in the back, kind of focused on herself in the mirror with a weird fan light situation, and Liv is just sitting there watching. Um, I guess it's supposed to portray that Carmella's in her own world, but uh, it just came off a little weird. Uh, we get the rematch, Sami Zayn versus Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Ray was uh, coaching from the entrance ramp this time. Eventually, he causes a distraction for Sami to pick up the win, uh, furthering the Ray is kind of being a helicopter parent uh, angle that they've been running the last couple weeks. Uh, Naomi uh, interrupts uh, Sonya Deville in the back as she's on the phone. Um, Deville kind of blows her off and tells her she'll get to her next week. Uh now, I guess, assuming we eventually get the heel turn from Naomi. Uh, we get a Finn Balor promo, pretty decent. And then we get Finn Balor versus the Uso, I mean, versus the Roman Reigns. Uh, Usos attack Balor, Balor during the entrance. Uh, eventually, the Street Profits make the save for Balor before he gets hit with the Uso splash. Uh, Roman comes out, and Finn is still going to wrestle. Uh, Finn looks like he is going to win, and Roman kicks out and hits a low blow. Uh, we've seen this before from Roman. Uh, then from there, Roman dominates for the win. As Roman is walking back, the arena lights turn red, and we get a cord from the demon entrance. Um, I'm assuming we get demon Balor eventually down the road, which I'm not too crazy about. Never really cared for it. Didn't like the uh, the aesthetic of it. Seemed very um, Halloween childish, but hey. I do like Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns, so I'll I'll roll with the punches. Ah, okay, that's it for SmackDown. Now NXT. Uh, things start off with Ember Moon getting fed to Kylie Ray. Uh, pretty uh, pretty meh match. Kylie Ray picks up the win. Uh, we get a promo from the lads about tonight the tag team match and um, next week with the number one contenders match. Uh, we cut to Indy Hartwell's bachelorette party. None of the girls there seem to really care for Indy. Um, and then finally, she kind of spills her heart to Candice. And Candice uh, decides now she's going to give a chance to Dexter Loomis. Um, yep, it was kind of kind of hap- nah, It was kind of weird. Um, Santo Escobar versus Carmelo Hayes. Uh, of course, Legado del Fantasma runs interference. 
Um, Wild and Mendoza distract the ref while Electra hits a scoop, sand on, a scoop slam on Hayes. Hayes eventually gets back in the ring, but Santos is able to squeak out the win. Uh, overall, it was a pretty good match between the two. Uh, I would imagine we get another down the road. I will get a Diamond Mine promo. Bivens guessing up the Creed brothers for tonight's debut. I'm not sure who the female was working out in the back, but I'm assuming we will see her sooner rather than later. Uh, and then we get the Creed brothers. Versus two jobbers, uh, Jason Cade and Chico Adams. Uh, my God, these two just absolutely, it was like two mini Brock Lesnar's just out there. Um, I know they're they're pretty new. Um, they have a, a very raw feel to them still. But my God, they just absolutely clobbered these guys. And if this is what the new NXT is about, uh, then I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, we see Ember Moon with a very uh, fake, deep promo in the back. Uh, I I don't really care for her, her or anything she really does, so I was a little tuned out myself. Uh, Hit Row brought me back with a nice little promo uh, over Legato Del Fantasma. We'll probably be seeing the Swerve uh, Santos Escobar match sooner than later. Uh, Casey and Caden versus Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. I thought this was going to be, this was for the tag team titles. I thought this was going to be the match that we finally got Io and Zoe to break up, but we did not. Uh, There was a weird drop kick into a pin spot um, that I did not like at all. And um, yeah, Zoe and Io retain lackluster. Uh, After the match though, Mandy in a face mask, Gigi and JC beat down Casey and Caden at the entrance wrap. We get a uh, we get a Kyle O'Reilly promo, and you know what it was because it's pretty much been the same promo for a while now. Uh, now here here's probably the highlight of NXT this week: the Dexter Loomis bachelor party. Cameron Grimes paying for the whole thing. It was just the axe throwing segments, the go karts, all of it. The the laser tag, especially all of it, was great. Johnny finally gives in to Dexter. They do a little high five, and everything is good. Uh, I, I I like this probably the best out of most of what happened on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, Frankie Monet and crew uh, get the message that it'll be Frankie Monet versus Raquel uh, for the title next week. That should be a decent enough match. Uh, Mei Ying versus Virginia Ferry is a quick squash match. Mei Ying uh, looks interesting to say the least. Um, we get a Miami Vice-esque promo from LA Knight about the uh, number one contenders match coming up next week. Uh, MSK getting ready, and then we get a Tomasa Ciampa promo for the match next week. All the promos for next week for, you know, exactly what you expect from them. LA Knights was probably the most interesting. Uh, and then we get MSK versus the British um, American Connection. I guess that's what they call themselves. Uh, great match. Uh, I would love to see more with these guys. MSK picks up the win. Um, MSK really laminating themselves as tag team of the year. Um, they've continued to put on great matches. I wish they had um, kind of one of those feuds of the year, if you will, uh, to really cement themselves. But so far, my pick. Uh, post-match, uh, Holland and uh, Dunn beat down Oni Larkin and Danny Birch and basically kicked them out of the uh, the crew. Um, not sure if this is going to be explained on the show next week or some backstage like internet promo thing that they put up from time to time. Uh, overall, a decent enough NXT show. Um, not their best, not their worst. Uh, I expect next week to really pick things up with the new NXT. Um, so I guess this one's kind of 
helping their fresh restart, if you will. Uh, and this goes into Raw, which I thought was one of the better shows this week. I thought it was one of the better Raws in a while. Um, things start off with the tag team turmoil. Uh, we get promos, uh, New Day with some the fire flip on the NWO shirt, Viking Raiders, Ali and Mansoor, uh, Lucha House Party, T-Bar and Mace, Jinder and Veer, AJ and Almost. They all delivered promos that I thought were really good. Um, and then it cuts to the ring. RK Bro is coming out. Um, they're in the ring breaking down the whole Bobby Lashley um, situation, and then they move to the tag team turmoil match. Uh, Riddle uh, gets Randy to break with some sheer ridiculousness. Eventually, MVP and Bobby come out. Uh, Bobby challenges Randy for tonight. Randy says he needs to put the title on the line. And then Nate New Day comes out to kick off the tag team turmoil match. Um, and it doesn't really get resolved, but it seems like Bobby Lashley and MVP are actually going to throw themselves in the tag team turmoil match. Um, the Outsiders gear was incredible from New Day. I'll say this time and time again. They have some of the best gear, if not the best gear in professional wrestling uh things start off new day versus viking raiders um solid match to start we really see the viking raiders kind of beat down the new day to set up the uh the journey that they're gonna have to go on they barely survive but they do squeak one out from there we get jinder and veer uh this was relatively quick um with new day picking up the win and then they face lucha house party uh, we see more of a faster pace here, kind of to sell the New Day being tired. Uh, solid few minutes of action, but New Day picks up the win. From there, we get T-Bar and Mace. Uh, Woods eventually squeaks out a win with a roll-up pin after what looked like T-Bar was going to get the win. Uh, this sets off T-Bar and Mace. They start destroying the New Day post-match. Next up is Mansoor and Ali. Mansoor goes in to save New Day because, of course, he does. He gets his ass beat by T-Bar and Mace. Ali makes the save but gets beat down as well. Um, they lawn dart Kofi into the stairs, which was kind of a pretty cool visual. Uh, Sonya and Pierce come out to stop them. When they come back from the commercial, it's announced they will continue the match later in the evening. And Bobby and MVP are officially added to the mix. Uh, we get Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Uh, winner gets a shot at the U.S. title at Extreme Rules. Um, Damian Priest is watching in the back. Um, and this was a really good match between the two of them. Um, I was shocked that Sheamus actually picks up the win here. I thought they were going to go Drew McIntyre. It, it feels like Drew's just waiting out his time on Raw until the draft happens and he moves over to SmackDown. Um, I like, I mean, he's one of the top baby faces here, so, um, there's not much he can do that isn't going to get the reaction. I, I did really like this match though. Um, Damian Priest cuts a promo about his match with Sheamus at Extreme Rules. Solid enough promo. Uh, Nikki and Rhea, we get a promo from them. Uh, I guess they're going to be going by Super Brutality uh, going forward. Um, we get a Charlotte promo about Nia Jax. That's, that leads to a weird match later on. Uh, Super Brutality versus Natty and Tamina, another contenders match. Please just give us... I mean, I don't even know why they're getting a contenders match when Tegan and um, Shotzi are still owed a, a title match. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Natty and uh, Tamina also got to be the most losing champions of all time. I feel like every week they just lose without losing the titles. Uh, this week is no different. Super Brutality wins. Uh, we get a moist TV with Karrion Cross. This is 
filmed prior in the day, which was odd to me. Uh, Cross just is a charisma vacuum. Somehow made Morrison seem dry, pun intended. Um, It just wasn't a good segment. Nothing that they do with Cross is is good. Uh, We get Karen Cross versus John Morrison. Morrison hits Cross with a drip stick, and that was about... All the offense that he got in on this one, Cross tossed him over the top turnbuckle and just really destroyed this man's soul. Uh, something I learned this week is Google Dripstick. You may or may not thank me later, but Google Dripstick. Uh, Nia Jax uh, cuts a promo about her match with Flair. Uh, the promo is almost just as bad as the match. And here we go. Nia Jax versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, Shayna Baszler jumps on the mic, says Flair is going to win, questions if Nia will choke, and Flair blindsides Nia. Not sure why they started the match like this, but it just set up the roller coaster of what was just awkwardness. Everything about this match felt off. Nothing worked. Baszler causes a distraction, and Flair eventually picks up the win. I guess they're teasing Nia versus Shayna, and now Alexa appears on the Tron, invites Charlotte to play, and Charlotte says she isn't falling for the mind games. Alexa takes a jab at Charlotte because she's Ric Flair's daughter and says, fine, she'll bring the playground to her. Lights flicker till they go off. Alexa's in the ring. Alexa challenges for the title. So extreme rules. We're getting Charlotte versus Alexa for the title. Uh, we get kind of a uh, rewind on the 24-7 segments with Reggie from the last couple days. Uh, I mean, weeks. Uh, Reggie versus Tazawa is going to be a match for the 24-7 title. Uh, quick match. Reggie picks up the win. Uh, R-Truth comes out. Reggie kind of flips away from him. Cedric comes out. He flips away from him. Humberto comes out. He flips away from him. Then we get everybody. We even saw Jeff Hardy in the mix, which got a little bit of um, complaints on the internet. Um, I'm not sure why. It's Jeff Hardy isn't the Jeff Hardy we knew as as kids, but hey, whatever. Eventually, uh, we see Reggie make his way to the entrance ramp where Drake Maverick is. I'm not sure if this means he's on Raw now or what. Um, we get a little uh, R-Truth and Drake uh, Maverick banter, and then um, Truth goes back to chasing Reggie for the title. Uh, Dewdrop is interviewed backstage and challenges Eva Marie for next week, uh, assuming this match actually happens this time around. Um, and the tag team turmoil match picks back up. New Day versus Mansoor and Ali. Ali and Mansoor are kind of doing that whole fighting shtick over taking advantage by any means. New Day, of course, picks up the win. Uh, New Day versus AJ Styles and Almas. And this is where the New Day does not win anymore. Styles and Almas pick up the win because of the monster that almost is. Um, they do sell that still incredibly well. MVP and Lashley versus Styles and Almost. Uh, almost knocks Bobby to the outside. Um, during that time, he gets in Randy's face, and we see Styles kind of do a little runaround and a phenomenal forearm crossbody thing to them. Um, knocks them both out, Randy and Bobby. Uh, then almost it takes Riddle and just tosses him around and takes him out of the equation. Bobby eventually hits a spear on Styles and picks up the win. Uh, almost after the match, hits a double hand choke slam on Bobby. Once again, they have continued to protect Almost and make him look invincible. Um, he going up with Bobby, he even looked, uh, you know, pretty good. I wouldn't call. I would say he's a notch above the great Kali. Um, maybe that's just my opinion. I don't know. I really like Almost. Um, but yeah, that was Raw. I, I thought Raw was really good. I mean, it was 
really centric around the tag team turmoil match. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good job. Uh, looking forward to um, the MSG show, uh, which would be the day this drops. So tonight, Friday, uh, that looks like they've really kind of uh, brought out all the big dogs for it. <laughs> Pun intended, I guess. Um, but that's the week in pro wrestling, guys. Uh, yeah, so have a good one, guys, and uh, stay safe.